Hey everyone, welcome to the Study With Me podcast. Hope you guys are well. On today's episode, we'll be covering SB5, Plant Defense and Disease. I say this as a little memo during the beginning of every episode, but this project has initially been started by me as my own form of personal revision. All of my information is sourced from resources provided by my school, and I follow a structure that aligns with my exam board syllabus. I take GCSE at Excel Separate Science or Triple Science, thus potentially some of the content I may cover during my science episodes may contain too much or too little information that may potentially not be relevant to you. Anyways, I think I've covered everything. I'll try and keep all of my information as manageable and as clear as possible. Let's get started. Since we are talking defense, we must mention barriers, what they are and why plants have them. Now, barriers are basically a plant's armor, the exoskeleton that acts as a shield or as the first line of defense against herbivores. More scientifically worded, a barrier is a feature of a plant that makes it difficult for pathogens and predators to cause harm to the plant. Now, there are two types of barriers that a plant can have, chemical and physical. What differentiates chemical and physical barriers from one another is that chemical barriers is the plant's use of chemical compounds to defend itself against attacks. And physical barriers are simply more like an armor for the plant, external features of a plant that make it difficult for pathogens to get into the plant body. Plants use these physical and chemical barriers to prevent predators, such as large and small herbivores, from eating them. Now, Knowing what chemical and physical barriers are, it's vital to be able to name a few examples of their use in the real world. An example of a plant utilizing physical barriers would be cacti. Sharp spines of cacti keep away predators and make it tougher to take a bite. Not only do the spines act as a deterrent at present for the cacti, but casualties from the spines as a result of an unsuspecting herbivore trying to make this cacti lunch serve as a memorable reminder to stay away for next time. There are a few more physical barriers that a plant may have, and these are wax cuticles, thick cuticles, and trichomes. Thick cuticles essentially make eating a leaf tougher for a predator, thus aiding the plant. A cuticle is the outer part of a leaf. Wax cuticles are water resistant, So, pathogens and water droplets, which may land on the leaf, just drip off rather than harming the plant. An example of a wax cuticle being used as a plant's defense would be cabbage. Cabbage leaves have a waxy cuticle which deters pathogens from damaging the plant as it is water resistant, thus causes water, which may potentially contain pathogens, to run off. The thick cuticle also makes it tougher for plants to chew and eat the leaves. And then lastly, trichomes. Trichomes are stinging hairs on certain plants which secrete chemical irritants to cause pain upon the affected area. An obvious example of trichomes being used by plants would be nettles. Nettle leaves have little spines called trichomes which release a mixture of chemical irritants. These irritants cause pain upon the affected area stopping animals from continuing eating the plant. Once again, once more, pain acts as a little reminder for animals to stay away. These spiny hairs also make it difficult for pathogens to enter the plant body. Next up, chemical barriers. So, as already mentioned, chemical barriers are the plant's use of chemical compounds to defend itself against attacks. 
An example would be kiwi releasing chemicals to form crystal raphides to wound our tongues, to hopefully cause small cuts in our mouth which could allow infection to enter and thus cause us harm. That's why eating kiwi causes your tongue to hurt, and your mouth. The production of chemical irritants like histamine is also a form of chem a chemical barrier. I'll give you a few more examples of different types of chemical barriers and how they're used in real life by plants. So, trees have bark that is full of lignin, which is a web of compounds which is very hard to chew and highly impenetrable to pathogens. The bark is a thick layer which protects the trunk from droughts of summer and extreme winds. Bark can also potentially wield toxic chemicals which deters predators and acts as a defense. Garlic is another plant that uses chemical barriers. Garlic contains lectin that binds carbohydrates that in turn reduces the amount of carbohydrates that a herbivore can absorb from what it eats. Lectins also interfere with the body's processes involving carbohydrates, which causes the animal harm. Plants, however, don't use chemical barriers or physical barriers exclusively. They use both barriers to put up a formidable fight against predators. I'll give you some useful examples. Potatoes are a great model to demonstrate this. The outer skin of a potato acts as a physical barrier which makes it very hard for bacteria to enter the potato. Additionally, the thick and strong cell walls of the plant contain substances which make it difficult for pathogens to get into the cell. However, obviously, these barriers aren't perfect, so there are bacteria and pathogens which can still get through. An example of this would be, relating back to potatoes, would be soft rot bacteria, which produce enzymes to break down the cell wall, thus allowing the bacteria to be able to access the nutrients from the cytoplasm in order to grow. Although physical and chemical barriers are the two primary barriers for defense for plants, there is one final method that hasn't been mentioned yet, which is cross-species relationships or alliances. Plants can build to fight against attacks. I'll use the cotton plant to explain. When under attack by caterpillars, cotton releases a concoction of chemical compounds which attract parasitic wasps. Cotton and these wasps have a cross-species alliance in which both parties benefit from the relationship they have with each other. These parasitic wasps then lay eggs in the caterpillars, which, when hatched, eat the caterpillars from the inside. Pretty cool, right? Okay, anyway, that's all the information for today for plant defense. Now, as promised, the quiz. First question. Name three physical barriers and give examples. Two. Name three chemical barriers and give examples. Three. What is cross-species alliance and how can it be used as a defense for plants? Use cotton as an example. Four. What is a chemical barrier? And question five. I didn't mention the definition, but you should know this by now. Define the term pathogen. I'll put the answers to the questions in the description for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and hopefully learned something new, or at least got to refresh your memory on this topic. 
In the Pearson textbook I'm using, again, Plant Defenses is under SB5. I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you. Bye and until next time.